The weird interview questions come, so. <laughs> yeah. What's your biggest weakness? Oh, Jesus. All right. Not rolling my eyes when people <laughs> ask me that question. Caring too much. <sighs> Being a perfectionist. I work too hard, damn it. Loving my God with all my heart. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. Hey, John. What's new? Anything? <sighs> no, we're we're getting the beginnings of a hurricane. I saw That's that. That's always fun. Yeah. It's always fun. Looks to be the most screwed up path of a hurricane I've ever seen. It's like, oh, it's tracking this way, and then it's going to take a sharp right. <laughs> yeah. It's it's going to hit both coasts apparently. Yeah. It's going to hit the, the west coast on the bottom and then swing back around and meander in the gulf for a while and then go back through. Yep. It's going to be exciting. But it did look like they were they were saying that it's only going to be like a tropical storm when it hits. Oh, okay. It's, it's a hurricane out like... in the gulf. And then as it approaches, it's going to lose. Because I guess there's like strength. a cold front or something that it's going to intersect with. Oh, so. okay. Well, good news. Yeah. Oh, yay. Well, good. Don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> yay. Uh, yeah. So I don't I don't know how much you want to talk about the election as, you know, we've... It's over. We won. Get over it. <laughs> Fired. Um, I have... Okay, so anybody that's been under a rock or isn't from this country or whatever and you're listening to us, um, on Saturday it was projected that Biden would win over the incumbent and mm -hmm. um I think it's very telling at the celebrations that broke out across the country across the world well across the world of just how broken we are um mm -hmm. and I I have mixed feelings on not the not the outcome because okay obviously from this show, you can tell that I'm very happy with the outcome. Okay. Um, but there, and there, there's two facets to this. The fact it was so close that it came down to thousands of votes in a couple of swing states bothers me. Because okay. after all the shit that's happened, after kids in cages and quarter of a million people dead from COVID-19 and all the bullying and all the other shit. The fact that it was that close. Yeah. Really, really bothers me. Uh, on the other hand, the fact that so many people exercise their right to vote 
mm-hmm. when in years and an elections past, we always heard, well, you know, only a small percentage of people actually voted this year. It makes me feel good that people are taking part in the process. Yes. That we, we are living in a time of put up or shut up. If you're not going to vote, then don't be pissed off if it doesn't come out your way. Mm-hmm. That being said, 70 million people voted uh-huh. to keep a narcissistic, racist asshole in power. Yep. And that gets me. Okay. What? No, go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, I'm just I'm just interjecting <laughs> to show you that I'm paying attention. My only headcanon that makes it feel a little bit better is that maybe what we saw with that turnout was people that vote Republican no matter what. Yes. That it's it's the people who don't vote country over party, that don't think about the people that they're electing, they're Republicans, and God damn it, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to push the little button that says Republican all whatever that thing is. That's the only thing that makes me feel a little bit better in thinking about that. I I don't want to think there's 70 million racist assholes living in this country. Oh, but there really are. (sighs) There really are. Don't, don't kid yourself. (sighs) There are a bunch of selfish, single-minded assholes who live in this country. Yeah. And it and it doesn't matter how horrible the last four years have been. What matters is it's not a black woman. That's the only reason. I mean she she could be dropped from heaven by God himself. And because she is a person of color, I'm not voting for her. Hmm. End of it. That's the end of it. Why is this so country? Why is this so country? Why is this country so backwards when it comes to putting women in power? We have always been backwards. We like to think that we were so progressive that we that the the pilgrims came over to America to escape um, persecution. It's like they came over to America because they didn't feel that in England they were being. Um, uh, th- uh, they weren't. They were being pros- pros- persecuted. They weren't being per- well. They're being persecuted because they didn't feel that they were allowed to practice their faith as strongly as they wanted. Right. So it wasn't a matter of like, oh no, you can't practice. You can't practice whatever your belief is. It's like, no, we we want women locked up in, in stocks who have affairs and we don't want, you know, women can't have jobs or work for government and you can't have colored people. And I mean, there, there, this is a hours long conversation <laughs> of how screwed up our country has been since day one. Well, yeah. Well, and the fact that we were founded by slave owners looking to be free is what well, exactly you know, the, the irony of of the uh declaration of independence 
Well, and then not only that, that when we freed the slaves, we, oh, didn't quite get the word out to the South for a while so they could, you know, yeah. get their get their harvest in using the free labor and, uh, yeah. Do you, do you feel like, so I don't know about your Facebook feed, but on mine, the outspoken Trump people that had been throwing it in everybody's faces up until the election are very quiet right now. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm wondering whether or not people are going to use Trump the way that they use the rebel flag. Do you think that in that this is going to be the new version of that? I, I think he's going to be further disgracing himself over the next several months that by the time it's done, he's not going to have much respect from those people. I mean, if that makes sense, I think that he is, he is screwed up so far and he continues to do it and he continues to do stupid things by shooting off his mouth that people are just tired of him. I mean, his Republican supporters in, in Congress are starting to speak out on him. Well, I mean, Lindsey Graham has already turned on him, but I mean... Well, yep, Lindsey's a, a fucking coward. He's a sniveling little piece of shit that my state reelected because they didn't well, want a black how? man in there. How? Well, there you go. That's exactly <clears throat> what it is. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, the, the commercials up here in the last week were um, a vote for Jamie Harrison is a vote for Nancy Pelosi and... Um, Socialist. Socialism well, first. and and the it's, fact that that he was going to side with them and it was like, well, he's a Democrat. Like, chances are he would go with the Democratic agenda. As opposed to the Republican agenda, like what? But I mean, when it all comes down to it, everybody in this fucking town or in this state who's white is normally a racist asshole and they couldn't bear to send a black man in his place. So for the next election, do we find some black candidates who will pass and we make them up so that they really pass? <laughs> and then once they get elected, like on live camera, they like take their makeup <laughs> off and go, boom, <laughs> fooled you motherfucker. <laughs> sure. I mean, Hey, I'm open to any of that stuff. Because because that's apparently the only thing that is turning off these people is the color of their skin. You know what? Maybe it should be like the blind. What is it? The mass singer? Whatever that show is. Sure. Yes. Where our politicians wear big ornate costumes until they're elected. And you go by <laughs> you go by, um, you know, the character that they're they're speaking from the questions that are answered. I mean, we talked about like like an online civics quiz if you're going to go mm -hmm. run for for office so maybe you do that but you put them in these big weird costumes and then it's like yeah. okay you agree with this person hey guess what this person is a black woman and even though that you wouldn't stand her politics or whatever like you totally agree with her right and just make it that way like like stop seeing color like uh, like obviously the black community came out for Joe Biden. 
and they believe in him and they believe in Kamala and they believe that they can help the systemic racism in this country and all that stuff. Sure. Um, it's nice to hear a, a president elect talk about um, climate change. Sure. Um, you know, and wanting to, to get a handle on this, this um, pandemic. Sure. Like all the things that could have gotten Trump reelected that if he had just come out and said, you know, when they threw that softball to him months ago about people are scared, what do you say to them? Instead of attacking that reporter, if he had just said, right. we're trying our best, blah, 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 he might be sure. reelected today. Mm -hmm. But everything that he has said has just fucked himself. Yeah, and he continues to do it. And the fact that and, that they were they were um, in the streets last night in Black Lives Matter Plaza with signs and fireworks and all the other shit that happened, I hope he didn't get a wink of sleep last night. <laughs> Although, did did you watch Biden's speech? I didn't. I was. I watched. I turned something else on, and then I kind of totally forgot. <laughs> what time it was coming on. So there's a moment at the end. Um, they're standing out in front of the podium and it's the, it's Biden, his whole family and Harris and her whole family. And they're watching their, the music's up and everybody's waving and they fired a confetti cannon. Oh, I heard that. Yes. I don't know if they didn't tell them it was happening or whatever, but it sounded like a gunshot when it went off where I like, I was watching and I went, uh, and like, like people were kind of like ducking and stuff. And then they saw that confetti, but it was like, you could at least told them like what you're right. planning on doing so that they're prepared. I mean, come on. Well, yeah, but I wouldn't put it past the armed idiots that went to these, um, ballot counting places and demanded them to stop counting. But Chris, they made me stand six feet back. <laughs> they wouldn't show me everybody's ballot. Yeah. That's not fair. I should be able to see every ballot and touch it <laughs> and change it because that's what the American process is. Or you can just trust the system. What? Yeah. I no, know. no, no, no. You can't trust the system, Chris. No, all those people who voted twice and the dead people who voted and, and the write-in ballots for people who didn't ask for write-in ballots. No, you can't trust the system. No, it's horrible. I mean, and to anybody who's who's wondering why things turned around the way they did, the priority is always uh, day of the election, the, the electronic ballots get counted first, as you would assume, which... Trump said to his people, don't, don't use mail-in ballots, go on mm -hmm. the day, which is why yep. he pulled ahead on the first day. Then the priority is the mail-in ballots and the most Democrats opted to do it by mail. And even though they tried to sabotage the mail system and they tried to, you know, they tried to do a whole bunch of shit, it, it turns out it was in Biden's favor. Yes. I mean, the the people who are thinking that they're stealing this, that the Democrats are stealing the election by counting ballots doesn't understand the way that it all works. 
Well, no, they're just plain stupid. Because do you think for one minute that if we were going to fix the goddamn election, we'd let Moscow Mitch and Miss Lindsay keep their positions? Yes, exactly. Exactly. So you accepted the exact same votes when it's in favor of your candidates or your mindset, but you're not accepting the other votes at the exact same time. And, but the, and the mindset to, to demand that they stop counting ballots because you're ahead. The, the fact that anybody would think that that was okay, that it, it shouldn't be every ballot counted because the, the, the reality of it is if we, as the people have voted for Biden lost, do you think that we would be demanding recounts right now or that there would be a, if we lost by as much as Trump did? No, exactly. Exactly. And you know, he's going to sit there and tout that, um, he's got the most votes of any sitting president ever. And it's like, yeah, but you still lost, which means they voted for the other guy even more. Right. By like 4 million votes. Not, yeah. not that I mean, the popular just... vote counts because again, we're all fucked up. Right. But you know, I can't see them going. I mean, this will all have been taken, hopefully taken care of by the time this comes out. But Monday morning when they go to these States and they demand all this stuff, I'm kind of expecting the judge to do what they did in Wisconsin and say, okay, where's your, Where's your proof? Where's proof? You don't have any? Okay, dismissed. I'm really kind of hoping that that's what it is. So, Well, and I think people are starting to get to that point. When the major news outlets are just cutting off the president going, <laughs> I am sorry we aired that. <laughs> yeah. What he's saying is not true. Like, yep. we're sorry. Yep. And, and like... Even Fox News is is was like, yeah, he lost. Okay. Yeah. And and what I read this morning was that there are two people in the White House trying to get him to concede, and that's uh, Jared, kids. Jared, whatever the fuck his name is, Kushner. Mm-hmm. Um, and Melania, and the only reason Melania wants him to concede is so that she can divorce his ass. Yeah. Well, I saw she already had a U-Haul out in front of the White House. <laughs> She's I, probably trying to steal that red China from Nancy Reagan. And, you know, what else is she going to take with her? I read an interesting article about just how smarmy she is as well. Oh, she's an asshole. Um, so apparently um, the reason that she didn't move to the White House when Trump first got elected was under the guise of um, their kid, Baron, going to school. Yes. But mm-hmm. it was actually her negotiating, renegotiating her prenup yep. based on what she would do as first lady. Yep. That's fucking shady as hell. Yep. And have you, did, I, I didn't know about this until yesterday, but did you know about the fake Melania thing? Yes. That there's supposedly a body double? A body double, yeah. That travels with Trump? Yeah. <laughs> Because that, the real one can't stand him. That is so fucked up. Yes. That is so weird. And I was like, surely no. Surely this is just something made up. But then I started looking at pictures and I was like, holy shit. Yep. Like 
like something covering her head, big black glasses, like obviously not her. It's like, holy shit, man. No wonder we were the laughing stock of the world. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And to see like Canada, like, like, um, what's his name? Thoreau. Trudeau. Where, where he was like, hey, remember, we were friends. Like, we can, we can do that again. Like everybody was just been waiting for this. And I'm glad it came four years early. Yep. So. It's done. Yep. Now let's, let's get ready to erase all that bullshit. <laughs> let's add another 10 or 20 justices to the Supreme Court. Let's, let's uh, impeach Clarence Thomas. What did, wait, what did Clarence Thomas do? Oh, he's he's just ripe for being removed from office. He's a Trumpy. <laughs> well, so is Kavanaugh and the the new chick they just installed. Well, yeah, that's why you need to add more votes to outweigh him. <laughs> well, it it should be an interesting couple of months coming up. I personally still think that if he gets turned down by all these states and the lawsuits just kind of dissolve. He's not making it until January. I still feel he's going to step down, put Pence in place so that he can, he can pardon them. Well, then there's got to be something that the Senate can do across the aisles to make sure that doesn't happen. Well, I mean, if that happens, or, or, is part of the transition team already finding all of his accounts so they can be locked down and, you know, waiting for that plane to Europe, to uh, Russia showing up for him to pick him up. <laughs> you know, he's got to go see his buddy Putin now that Putin's got Parkinson's. Well, Who's, yeah. I, you know, you know, the, the, the puppeteer's hands are getting shaky. <laughs> uh, yeah. Come on, Pinocchio, dance, well, dance. And and he's putting a system in place where he can't be prosecuted either. Yes. So, world leaders. Uh-huh. Weird. Yeah. Screwed up. Yeah. But it's all going to be better, Chris. I hope so. I mean, COVID went away, right? There's no more COVID. <laughs> I was going to go lick a fire hydrant later on. That's oddly specific, but no, it hasn't gone away. No? Oh, okay. <laughs> but I heard it was going away. Well. That as soon as the election was over, and apparently it's over, so. Well, you know, the, you only, know? the only thing that, that one day will just go away is Trump. Oh, thought it'd be like West Point graduation, everybody throwing their masks up in the air. <laughs> I mean, look, all the, the uh, one of the things that I saw last night was the Republicans were then bitching about, uh, you know, oh, Democrats want everybody locked down. Look at all these people out in the streets in like New York. And everybody that I saw was wearing a mask. Right. Like, like at least they were trying to protect themselves. Unlike these gigantic, like, like gatherings that Trump was doing where everybody was maskless. Yeah. Like y'all kind of deserve to get it now. Yeah. There was something very, very um, telling last night on Saturday night live 
Um, David Chappelle was the guest host. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a big fan of him. I don't know if I'm a big fan of any stand-up comedians. But he made the comment that Trump's buddy, Herman Cain, died of the virus. Mm -hmm. And Trump did nothing to help him. He didn't get the best care. He didn't get one of those magic bullets. He did nothing, but he took care of himself. Of course. And that's the person you've been calling your president for four years. You have no rights anymore to have any comment on society whatsoever. If it didn't, if it didn't directly like line Trump's pockets, he didn't care. Yeah, Exactly. And I'm sure right now he is scrambling to take as much as he can before he leaves. Yeah, I'm sure. Of course, all those debts are due to Deutsche Bank, and apparently he has no money from what we're being told. So, hmm. Do you think the Secret Service have to, like, sit outside the box he's going to live in? <laughs> um, I oh, I forget what the... I had seen somewhere that there was a question brought up about him... That if he gets thrown out of office, um, does he still get Secret Service? Well, my question was if he goes to prison. What, Maybe that's what is. Is he guarded in prison? Because we're paying he needs for to that. Be, he needs to be sent to the blackest prison we have. <laughs> Without his hairpiece. Yes. Uh I did. I I watched a couple of um, of the Saturday Night Live clips on SNL today and on uh, YouTube yeah. today. And um, do they always have the host come out and say, "Hey, this next piece is about"? No, that struck me as very odd. Okay. And I don't know if he was trying to be funny because it came across as like okay this is going to be you know controversial this might upset some people blah 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 that's like oh okay you know and then it was about Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben losing their jobs yeah and and uh Count Chocula Dave and Count Chocula Pete Davidson is <laughs> it's, it's, yes yes i thought that was pretty funny i thought you know his th- that whole thing where like they couldn't keep it together Yes. Yeah, good times. There was there wasn't a lot funny last night on well, Saturday Night Live. So YouTube only has a couple of clips. Um, so I watched the open. I watched the Dave Chappelle's monologue. I watched the mm-hmm. the Count Chocula thing, and I watched the Weekend Update part with Rudy Giuliani. Uh huh. Um, and I thought that was kind of funny too, but. I'm not a big Saturday she's Night She's hilarious. Fan. She's hilarious when she does Rudy Giuliani. Actually, she's hilarious in most things she does. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think the funniest thing about <laughs> Weekend Update was when Michael Che pulls off his tie. He goes, hey, Galen, my tie's a clip-on. <laughs> <laughs> like, where the hell did that come from? Okay, you really are drinking while you're doing the <laughs> broadcast. Okay. <laughs> Just glad we know for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't that funny last night. And it was weird because I I didn't go back in and adjust my recording time. 
So I got a half hour of the football game and then I got a half hour of the news and then there was only a half hour left. So I ended up watching it on Peacock. Oh, okay. And it was really weird that there were things that were like started before they were being aired. And I don't know if that's how the show ran. You know, like the first the first set of the Foo Fighters, they were already like mid song when it came back from commercial. Weird. Yeah, it was very bizarre. Hmm. Um. But yeah. And he did get uh, Dave Chappelle did get the N word off several times. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. When his monologue where he basically said that he would give white people and. Um, and lessons. Yes. But I mean, I'll one look. one of the things about Dave Chappelle is that he's, he reminds me a lot of George Carlin where he's speaking from a place of truth of his experiences. Oh, sure. And definitely. And he's spinning it in a way to make everybody comfortable with it. And I think that's what makes him better than a lot of the comedians that are out there. Sure. Dave Chappelle doesn't care if you laugh. He's there right. to tell a story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because the, the story about him playing in the cornfield and then having to have a Zoom meeting where... Right. The neighbor's saying that he was too loud. Yeah. Like, like... That's not that's not really a funny story. That's a story of his life that he's mm-hmm. going to just tell you. Yeah. Um, you know. But I mean if you want to watch the the Chappelle show, which is pretty funny, it's all on Netflix now. Yeah. Probably not. No. <laughs> no, I mean I I I respect what he does. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of respect for anybody who gets up in front of any more than two people and speaks publicly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's, I'm just not into that humor. You're not, you're not the demographic. You're, you're no. not the, who he's playing to. So that's right. That's right. <laughs> just like the rise of Skywalker. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So are we done with politics? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'd like to take uh, game show hosts who are no longer with us for $200, Alex. <laughs> well, you can't ask Alex anymore. Oh, damn. So, yeah, Alex Trebek died today. Yeah, that was that was a big surprise. I think he was holding because out I to watched... see who won. <laughs> I'm coming, Ruthie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, apparently he's but taped he's, enough shows to go up to Christmas. Okay. Because, yeah, I mean, I I watch him every night, and it's like, oh, he doesn't look like he's getting any sicker. <laughs> I, well, so I think they taped those a while ago. They were post-COVID, though. Oh, were they? Yeah. Oh, were they, like, the, the contestants wearing masks? Uh, oh, no. no. Did, did they have plexiglass between them? I don't think so. Doesn't sound very safe. Maybe they're not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Yay, we won. <laughs> but he was 80. Uh, yeah. Died of pancreatic cancer. The big C. The big C. Yeah. 
Imagine if they took all the money they spent on attack ads no, and applied it towards a cure for cancer. Yeah. Or you hmm. didn't have to worry about like what treatment will cost you. Yeah. I mean, not that he doesn't have money and probably could afford most of the things that he tried, but for the average person, like maybe, you know, it, it, it would be better to have a healthcare system that, that you didn't have to worry about this shit. No, that's socialism, Chris. That's goddamn Castro. Stop it. Okay, but socialism is also no, stop, social no, security. Stop. No, the stop fire it. department no, and the police. No, that's department. totally different. No, that's totally different. <laughs> that's totally different. No, 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 Chris. No, that's not socialism. No. 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 Okay. No. Socialism is I have two cows. I give you one cow. Okay. Nobody's giving me a police officer. <laughs> I have no idea where that's going. <laughs> I was letting you dig your own hole. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Hey, how about that Mandalorian, huh? Wow. <laughs> wow, way to switch gears. You're just done with Alex Trebek? Uh, pivot. <laughs> <laughs> you, d- you didn't want to talk about how, like, like, not only was he a, um, a game show host, but he was also an actor. He was? Yes. What was he in? He was in the Golden Girls. As himself. So, it, it doesn't matter. He was in movies. He was, eh. in, he was in Predator 2. As himself. As himself. He was in the Golden Girls as himself. White Man uh-huh. Can't Jump as himself. Groundhog Day as himself. Uh, Beverly Hills 90210 as himself. The Nanny as See, himself. That, that doesn't count. Why? It doesn't count because he's not playing a role. Okay, what about the announcer of the Magic School Bus? Does that what count? about that? Eh, I don't know. What about, okay. he? That in, might be the only one that counts. That's legit. In the animated show, Arthur, he played Alex LeBeck, the host of Riddle Quest. That's playing himself <sighs> as a mouse. <laughs> uh, okay, he he only played himself, but he was still an actor. Yeah, whatever. He he was. You the... know what it is. You know what it is. I just figured it out, Chris. Oh, I just figured it out. Okay. Alex was waiting for Connery to die, and now <laughs> they're both duking it out in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> okay that's what it is Connery had to You're go welcome. first yes <laughs> and you know, I think Connery is wearing his uni- his costume from Zardoz you know Connery <laughs> he, Trebek was in a movie with Connery he was he was in Finding Forrester where he played himself as the host of Jeopardy yeah <laughs> <laughs> Ah, wow. He's got a broad range. I mean, you know, he didn't get an Academy Award nomination for any of that work? Uh, no. God, and they say Meryl Streep's a good actress. He did win several awards, though. He did? Yes. 300-meter Australian crawl? (laughs) No? Uh, Well, he was an honorary doctor at the University of Ottawa. Yeah, but remember, so is Bill Cosby. Wow, okay. He's on the. He received a star on Canada's Walk of Fame because he's a Canadian. Ooh, are there two stars up there now? I don't know. 
Uh, he's been awarded seven Outstanding Game Show Host Emmy Awards. Ooh. A star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Which you have to pay for yourself. Uh, true. <laughs> uh, the He received the Royal Canadian Geographical Society's gold medal for his contribution to geographic education. Okay. Uh, he... A Lifetime Achievement Award by the, at the Daytime Emmys. Okay. An honorary doctorate at Fordham University. Mm-hmm. He has a Guinness World Record for the most game show episodes hosted by the same presenter. Okay. As of 2014, it was 6,829 episodes. Overtaking Bob Barker. Okay. Uh, a Key to the City in the City of Ottawa. He was named Officer of the Order of Canada and then by then Governor General David Johnston. And his last one was in June of 2019. The Daughters of the American Revolution awarded the 2019 Americanism Award to Alex Trebek. Wow. And let me just tell you, the Canadian Walk of Fame stars are not as Mm -hmm. cool as the American ones. (laughs) <laughs> They're not? No. <laughs> no. You you know, like, um, when you see, you go to, like, a park or something, and they have those sections where you can have your family sponsor a stone to, you know, to help raise money for the, yeah. the benches in the park or whatever? It looks kind of like oh, that. Oh, yeah, that is... Uh, well, I don't know. I mean... It's not as flashy as the as the Hollywood ones. I guess. <laughs> I can't tell from these pictures if it's got like this if it's if it's all just painted or if there's what the inlay is. I think it's probably carved um and then either have have a different color inlay for I guess they're calling that a star. Uh but I mean, if you look at Alex Trebek's the TV is kind of on its side if you're looking at it from the right way, I don't know. Uh, weird Canadians. But anyway. Oh well. So, yeah. Poor Alex. Rest in peace. Yeah. All right, so I guess we should talk about The Mandalorian. Okay, did you watch it? Of course I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really think that I would go three days without watching The Mandalorian? Uh, you've got a very busy life, so I wasn't sure. <laughs> I just I can't watch hoping. it when I want to. Oh, okay. Because I'd watch it at, like, you know, 7 o'clock in the Five morning. 5 in the morning? If I could, but I, I have to wait until the nighttime to watch it. And which means I have to avoid the internet most of Friday because I don't want spoilers. So what did you think of this episode compared to the first one? Um, it was filler. Yes. It was a little slow, (laughs) but God damn it. Those freaky spiders. I I couldn't understand. So there's only eight episodes per season. Mm-hmm. And it felt like there's no 
There's no reason for this episode to happen. Other than he's not in trouble with the Republic anymore. And spoil alert if you didn't see this episode. Go watch it. <laughs> but, I mean, the whole thing, literally, it's not like his passenger died. It's not like Baby Yoda ate all the eggs. There's, like, if you watch the, the season trailer that they put out a couple of weeks ago before the first mm-hmm. episode, what everybody thought was the Mon Calamari homeworld where they're walking uh-huh. on the dock. You can see mm-hmm. the woman with the thing on her back, the, the egg thing, yeah. walking in front of them. So you know that they make it. So I don't really know why they spent 40 minutes telling this story. Yeah. I mean, the only part that I really liked was the beginning on Tatooine when they, they ambush him and you know, the, and I guess the, I guess somebody was saying that the same characters in, um, force awakens that's holding baby Yoda hostage. Oh, it is. I'm, they probably use the same outfit. I don't know well, if they, yeah. they if it's the exact same one, but somebody pointed out that it's the exact same outfit from. Oh, okay. On Jakku somewhere. So, um, and somebody referred to it as a disrobed Jawa, and I don't know if that's true either. Um, but when he hands him the the rocket pack. Mm-hmm. And then he's running away and Mando just reaches over and hits the thing on his gauntlet and he goes shooting up into the air and yep. then baby Yoda turns his head to look at him. That I thought was funny. Okay. But you know, it's, it's a strange thing because like he goes back, he walks back to Mos Eisley and he goes to see Pelly, and she's sitting there with a the oh. giant ant and she's not really acting the way that she's acted in the other episodes when she's like, it was, it was weird. Like, okay. I don't know. And if you didn't know, this episode was, was directed by the guy that directed Ant-Man, hence the giant ant on the other side, you know, for anybody who wasn't aware. I don't know for, with, with only eight episodes, to tell your story, it felt like a weird detour mm-hmm. to be the second episode. Like I'm, I really wanted the person that came around the corner in the landing bay to be Boba Fett and try to get his armor back. Like that's okay. really, that's where I thought it was going. And I was like, okay, so that's not it. And then the getting away from the X-Wings was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. That the Mandalorian knows his ship so well, he knows how to. He does that thing where he kind of stops, and then the ship drops backwards, and right. so that the X wings go flying by. Like, I like that they're showing that part of it, but the rest of the story didn't feel like it needed to happen. Mm. Yeah, I I would agree. Um, the alien that had the baby they're saying has a mask on his face 
it is similar to Tito. Tito in Force Awakens was the the alien that I think made off with BB-8 on the Lugga Beast. And he also, I think, I think that character also shows up again um, when Ray is cleaning the stuff that she's scavenged, and uh-huh. she kind of like, yes. like zones out. I think that's mm-hmm. the same character. Okay. And I also don't buy that the New Republic ships would have just left them there. I mean, that, that seems like a dick move. Mm, yeah. Because they don't know if he, if he could get out of there. And, like, ship's blowing the hell, and it's got a big dead creature on it. and I don't know. It does make me laugh, though, of all the videos that I watched when that, that first trailer came out, and all the people on YouTube that were so sure that that was Ilum that he was on that mm-hmm. gets turned into Starkiller base. And, oh, he must be there, and that's probably where Ahsoka's hiding. And all this conjecture, and it's like, no, nah, it's just a planet that, like, he crashed into. It just happens to have all these weird, um, like, spider creatures on it. Uh. Like, I, I laugh at that stuff, because people are so sure that they have the inside scoop on what's coming. Yeah, well... I think that's about anything these days. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I liked it. There, there isn't a, an episode of the Mandalorian that I don't like. I think at the end of the day, the narrative that they're, that they're spinning is worth the filler episode. Sure. But, and I also find it strange that the Mandalorian so talkative now. Um, Yeah. And I don't really know what to contribute that to. I don't know if that's him growing as a character or it's it's um, Pedro Pascal saying, if I'm not going to be in the thing, I at least want to talk. Yeah. I don't know. Could be. But he's awful chatty now. <laughs> he's finding his own truth. <laughs> Living his life. I guess. Single dad out in the universe. <laughs> Kid who puts everything in his damn mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently people are pissed that he keeps eating those eggs. Like, like there's a very vocal star Wars community out there. That's like, that's, that's wrong. He shouldn't be eating. He's eating the, the frog woman's kids. And we well, know no frogs. Well, yeah, but no, those aren't her kids because they haven't been fertilized. Well, her eggs. You know, life begins in the womb, Chris. <laughs> Not in the pickle barrel. <laughs> <sighs> well, I just think that the Mandalorian needs to find a better way to keep Baby Yoda in his in his hammock. Mm, yeah. But I mean, how do you how do you keep somebody that can use the force? Locked up somewhere. Mm, give him a bunch of frogs to keep him busy. <laughs> I don't know. I I like I said. I I liked it, um, but I kind of want the story to get moving. Yeah. Well, we'll see where that goes. 
six more episodes left. Exactly. Like it's going to be over before we know it. Mm-hmm. Or is it? Is it going to carry over to the next Star Wars series that's about to start filming? The Boba Fett one? Maybe. We'll see. I mean, that makes me hopeful that he'll get his armor back before the end of the season. I mean, I hope the season is much more than him just barely crossing paths. Well, they said it was going to open a larger world and that that's why you're going to see Sabine and Ahsoka and all these other people. Okay. Um, but again, they spent an entire episode on an ice planet where it was him and the frog chick. Right. Uh, you know, whatever. So I don't know. Yeah. Hey, at least we're getting new Star Wars every week. That's true. For eight weeks. <laughs> There was a, uh, I know you don't watch Star Trek Discovery, mm -hmm. but they, um, they introduced the first transgender and first, is it non-binary? Is that the correct uh -huh. name? Non-binary yes. character to their, to their show this week. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, there was, so without giving too much away discovery is now way in the future mm -hmm. and they, they go to earth and um, earth is no longer a, a place for Starfleet and okay. they pick up this, this girl who has a trill symbiote inside of her from if you're, if you watch next generation or you watched um, deep space nine, the, character of Dax was a trill symbiote. And so this person is in a trill, but they, she has a symbiote inside of her and she can't communicate with it. So they have to go to trill. And what they okay. find out is that she was in love with a, um, a trill that really didn't have a gender. And the, the, something happens and the, something happens to her lover and they have to put the symbiote in her. So she's going to become non-binary as well to kind of represent that um, on a major television show. Okay. So interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, big ups for them The the, her, her lover in the flashback is played by a, a transsexual um, person who mm -hmm. I, I think also doesn't go by a gender specific pronoun. And um, who is that? Do we know that? Um, RuPaul? No, it's not RuPaul. Oh. Hang on. I just thought of this so I didn't have it pulled up. And my internet's being a bitch today. Discovery. Um, let's see. Season three. Uh, the actor who played her boyfriend.
friend or is uh, an actor named Ian Alexander. And they were on, well, I guess, I guess this actor is going to be on a bunch of Star Trek discovery. Um, but they were in the OA and every day and a short called deja vu. So relatively new actor on the scene, but, um, Oh, okay. Now I see, you know, it's, it's nice that for all of the inclusionary politics that Star Trek likes to do Mm -hmm. that in discovery you have, um, on the discovery, you have a gay couple with the doctor and the main engineer. And now you have a non non-binary person. And like, mm-hmm. it's truly inclusional. It's not just, you know, like in next generation where, um, when the trill were first introduced, there's an episode where, um, Beverly Crusher falls in love with the trill. The trill gets hurt. They they have to transfer the, the symbiote to somebody else, and it happens to be a woman. Mm-hmm. And so the new woman says, "Hey, I'm the same person. It's just a different body." And Doctor Crusher's like, "Yeah, I don't do girls." <laughs> and it's like, "But you're supposed to be inclusionary." Like, right? I know it was the '80s, but still, like, you're going sure. down this path. And they hit that a little harder in Deep Space Nine, where Dax um, sees and and. I guess it was her husband at some point and he's now a she and they have a relationship and people are looking around. She's like, it doesn't matter what you look like. It's about who you love. Right. And they kind of dropped it there. And then she goes, Dax goes and marries Worf. So, you know, all that shit's out the window too. Right. But discovery actually has a, a, um, a, a well-functioning gay couple, and now mm-hmm. they're having this. And so it's nice to see that that's be included into the Star Trek universe. Hey, good for them. Yeah. That's the future, baby. Yeah. I mean, and, it, and for all the stuff that Gene Roddenberry wanted to portray with having mm-hmm. a black woman on the bridge of the ship and, um, a Russian and an Asian pilot, this is definitely building on top of that. Unlike a lot of the other shows. Sure. So, you know, when, when, um, Star Trek Voyager was on the air and they were having trouble, what did they do? They got Jerry Ryan to show up in like a tight cat suit and, <laughs> you know, yes. Oh, people watched it then. But up until then they were having issues. I don't know. It's all silly shit, man. Just let people be who they are. Mm-hmm. Doesn't affect anybody else. Yeah. If you're against gay marriage, then don't marry them. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? Right. Who Who cares what who other people love? They're not. They're not coming to hit on you. Just fucking calm down. Oh, it's crazy, Chris. It's crazy. <laughs> wacky world. It's a wacky world. Yeah. Hopefully, it gets better. Oh yeah. Have you watched anything else this week? You know, the only thing that I have really watched is I've been doing a rewatch of MASH. 
Okay, you said that before. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm finally on season 11, so... Is that the last one? Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's it's an interesting rewatch being that I'm in my mid-40s now, just as like... Um, seeing what they were trying to parallel in the early eighties into mm-hmm. their show. And sometimes it falls flat and sometimes it's, it's still relevant. Um, but they play so much with the, like the timeline because the Korean war only lasted for two years. Yes. And so like there, there's literally an episode that starts on new year's Eve of 1950 mm-hmm. And ends on New Year's Eve of 1951, and it's got Colonel Potter in it. But when Colonel Potter first shows up, it's September of 1952. And you're like, well, huh? Wait a minute. <laughs> I don't quite understand what we're seeing here. <laughs> but apparently, like, the writers have gone on record to say, like, what you're seeing is not in chronological order. Right. Um, it bounces all over the place just as a way to keep it running for 11 years. Mm. What have you been watching? Uh, well, I've watched something old and something new. Okay. So, um, I, for some weird reason, watched Willow this past week. Okay. Um, I didn't realize how much humor was in that movie. <laughs> okay. I thought it was just big epic fantasy kind of thing and it's like, oh, and then you've got Kevin Pollock and Rick Overton his weird little creatures as the brownies. As the brownies and they're freaking funny. Yeah. <laughs> um you got my favorite actor, Billy Barty. Yep. Um I really liked it. I was kind of surprised that I didn't really remember it all that well oh really you know the big battle with the two old ladies at the end and (laughs) um yeah it's it's an interesting look um because do you have a bunch of people that starred in a movie that you would never put in the leads today true and I feel like, like while Warwick Davis was known for playing Wicket, mm-hmm. this was the first time he was really able to show you what he could do. And the the dude's like nineteen in this film. Yes, and play he, the father of two. And he has to carry the film. Yep. And the the trust that Ron Howard and George Lucas put in him to do it. And all the other people, like um, Val Kilmer, was not really a well-known name. I don't know. Was this was this pre or post Top Gun? Oh, pre. Know? It was pre Top Gun. Pretty sure it's pre. Um, uh, it was eighty-eight. Then that's post. Oh, it is. Yeah, I'm pre- really. I'm pretty sure Top Gun was like eighty-five. Oh, eighty-six. Eighty-six. Okay. Um, so he was probably the biggest name you had in that, in that cast for sure. Well, and he and Joanne Wally, who played Sorsha, 
the 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 wicked queen's daughter who turns on her um took top billing over warwick who basically carries the whole damn movie right yeah and and you know it's it's the george lucas stab at um fantasy more fantasy mm-hmm. than what star wars is mm-hmm. and um i think that um Ron Howard does an amazing job as a first time, like fantasy director. Yep. A little bit of trivia for you. The, um, the actor who plays general kale, who's the, the bad guy with the skull mask. Mm Mm-hmm is played by the same actor who's the German mechanic in Raiders of the Lost Ark. He was in a lot of Lucas's stuff. Yes, he was. Yeah. He, yes, he was. I don't know if he was a buddy of his or how that worked out, but I mean, Pat Roach, was that his name? Yes. So he he's a huge guy and like very formidable. Um. So, yeah. Raiders, Clash of the Titans, Temple of Doom, Conan the Destroyer, Red Sonja. Oh, that's right. He was Indiana in Jones, movie. Last Crusade. Yeah. Yeah, the only Indiana Jones movie he wasn't in was Crystal Skull. Mm-hmm. Because he had passed away by then. I was just going to say, because he was gone by then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what was the new thing you watched? Earth to Ned. On Disney Plus. Earth to Ned. Okay. This is the talk show with the aliens who become okay. uh, entranced by U.S. pop culture. <laughs> okay. Um, it has the same problem the Muppets internet show had. Oh, really? In fact, it feels like the same show. Really? Um. Yeah. So each episode, so basically these, this alien was sent to Earth to observe and find out how to overtake it. Okay. And while he was here, he ends up watching a lot of TV and becomes totally enthralled by our pop culture and decides that he's going to feed bad information back to his home planet and his father. <laughs> Uh, so that he can get to meet celebrities. <laughs> okay. And by celebrities, I use that term very, very loosely. Oh, is it one of those shows? Um, it's Thomas Lennon from Reno 911. It's Nene Leakes from Real Housewives. It's Raven Simone. Um, it's a couple of comedians I've never heard of. Um, it's a guy from the roots. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, it is, uh, they do have, um, Carla Cugino from okay. Mandalorian, but you know, obviously Disney plus synergy. Um, the, the, the main alien um, is like a cross between Jiminy Glick and Roger from American Dad. Okay. 
He's kind of like the old actor Paul Lind. Okay. Which you're going to have to go look up. Um, I know who Paul Lind is. Okay. Do you know who Rula Lenska is? No. So Rula Lenska, back in the, I guess, 60s, 70s, was kind of a talk show fixture. She was an actress. She did hair commercials for somebody. <laughs> he, they, they mention Rula Lenska in this episode, and they keep going back to it. And it's like, who the hell is writing this thing? Because you'll be in the middle of an episode that's about social media and trying to win Instagram. And you've got needy leaks. And then they send the sidekick to meet some social media experts who are like a bunch of 16-year-old girls. And then you're making a callback to an actress that was even a joke when she was popular. Okay. You know? So it was kind of weird. Um, There was a Star Wars episode, which had the guy from the... uh, that group, the Roots, <laughs> and Billy D. Williams. Okay. Um, I got to give it to Billy D. Williams for for not rolling his eyes the entire time he was filming this. <laughs> but it's it doesn't work. It's not really funny. There is an episode where they every time they have a guest, they beam the the guest down from wherever they may be. All right. You know, might be in the tub or doing grocery shopping or whatever. So they beamed in this guest and this guest is talking about um, how he thought their set would be bigger. Their spaceship would be bigger. And the alien says, so you're saying you're, you're disappointed with the size of my deck. <laughs> and the comedian says, well, it's not the size of your deck, but it's what you do with it. <laughs> and it's like, Okay, where are you going with this? Because you've got some so-called celebrities that aren't, you know, you're not getting the Muppets Tonight crowd. You're not getting Danny DeVito and Michelle Pfeiffer and that level of celebrity. You're getting, you know, somebody a, a step above the Kardashians. Right. But now you're trying to play adult with double entendre. And it's like, um, yeah. I, I'm halfway through episode eight, I think, which has RuPaul. Hmm. <laughs> and it's like, what? I, I don't get it. I don't get it. There's, there's a very bitchy, uh, sentient life form computer named Betty, B-E-T-I, Okay. Who's kind of like Gideon from The Flash, but she's sassy. <laughs> it's uh, it's just not good, Chris. Oh. It's not good. Okay. You know when you're when your your first guest star is Andy Richter. Oh well, yeah. <clears throat> it's like, why are you doing? You may as well have the cast of Wizards of Waverly Place. Is it? You know. It, it sounds it it sounds almost like. Um, it, do we know who produces it? Like, as far as like the production company, because that sounds like a um, one of those things that Conan O'Brien produces. Um, I don't know. I mean, it. Uh, Brian Henson is a 
uh, one of the producers. Oh, poor Brian Henson. He's trying to keep his father's name. They need to get back to Farscape, man. Well, yeah. Hey, there it is. I don't see any production company. No, it's... uh... Production company. uh, Jim Henson Company. Marwar. Junction Productions. Who's that? Hmm, don't know. Uh, they also produced Jim Henson's Creature uh, Creature Shop Challenge. Oh, okay. Uh, Eliz- the Elizabeth Smart Autobiography. Oh. Uh, Murder in the Thirst. Okay. Which I guess is what they're doing now. That's on BET. Yeah. Okay. So basically a nobody. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like they had an idea for a kids TV show and they, then they wanted to make it edgy. Yeah. I mean, they've got the two kids of, uh, Jeff Irwin. Is that his name? Jeff Irwin. Oh, um, Bindi and Bondi or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna have to say it's a pass. Okay. It's it's painful. It's like, you know, they like they'll every episode they they, they beam out the co host who's kind of the Andy Richter Richter character to get some insight on humans and one of them he goes and he meets some T V sitcom writers. And, you know, there's one I just mentioned where he, he goes and meets the, the social media stars, which are, you know, teenage girls. Mm-hmm. And it's it just doesn't work. It's like either do a kid show for somebody under 10 years old or do an adult show like Space Ghost, Coast to Coast, which was in on the joke and was definitely geared towards adults who knew Space Ghost as a child. Yeah. But this ain't doing it. And this is so much like that the last Muppets, whatever the hell it was called, Muppets Live, Muppets <laughs> something. I mean, Muppets on the air. You the 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 talk show format is probably harder to do it in, but like it's possible to write good comedy that appeals to both adults and kids. Um, sure. The Animaniacs was great at that. Um, and they're back. And, so. they're, and they're coming back. Um, but the, the breaking the fourth wall to tell an adult joke, they had down Pat Mm -hmm. and things that would go right over kids' heads that like, you probably couldn't get away with on television now, but they were able to, because it was in the guise of this kid's cartoon. Mm -hmm. Like the, the one where that they were sitting there and they were, um, I don't know what they were doing, but they were, they were investigating something. And, uh, Yakko says to dot, go get some Prince. And she turns around and she's holding Prince. Prince. Yes. Like, like Prince, the, the rock star. And he says, mm-hmm. no fingerprints. And she goes, nah, I don't think so. Uh, yes. Like that shit was meant for adults. 
and mm -hmm. went over the kid's head. But it's funny if you're watching from both perspectives. Right. When you try that in a talk show format, I just I can't see that working. No, and it's 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 relying on the gag that these are two aliens who don't know a whole lot about Earth. Right. But are just really celebrity crazy. <laughs> but not to a point that it's got that surreal farcical comedy to it. Right. I mean, I'm really disappointed. I really want to like it. And I'll watch the last couple of episodes because, you know, I'm this far in and they're only like 22 minute episodes. <laughs> why, why do you do that? Why do you tor torture yourself? Because I feel I've made this much of an investment and maybe in the last half of episode nine, it's going to get good. And what if it doesn't? Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. You could be finding another show to watch. Um, well, I'm always looking for another show to watch. We should do a, an episode by episode rewatch of Lost. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. No. Binge watching no. it might be different. No. No? No, I think binge watching will just highlight all of the imperfections in it. <laughs> Okay. It's like, oh, yeah, here's something else they, they introduced into the plot and never followed up on. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love this show. No. Okay. I'm good, thanks. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, and then I also watch My Cousin Vinny. Oh, okay. Doesn't stand up anymore. No? <laughs> no. Nope. Young, well, not really young, a, a, a younger Ralph Macchio trying to break out of the shadow of the Karate Kid. Yeah, yeah, but he's not even the lead character. No. You know, it's all Joe Pesci and Marissa Tomei. And I don't, and, I don't, I could never watch Joe Pesci as a, like the leading actor in anything. He's not good. No. He's not good. And he, they keep throwing in F-bombs, I guess, thinking that they're edgy and funny, but it's just not funny. I don't, I don't really know why he was as big as he was, except that he was friends with De Niro. Well, I guess you've got it right there. He used to live in Point Pleasant, New Jersey, um, and he would come to the movie theater that I worked with a lot uh -huh. when he was when he wasn't out filming, and he was one of the rudest people that I have ever. Met. Yeah, you've mentioned that before. Yeah, like he was not a nice dude. And that whole thing of like, like what you see on screen is pretty much what he's like in person. It, he's not yeah. really much of an actor. That's just him. That's just him. Yeah. He's just a dick. Yeah. So don't meet your heroes, especially if one of those is Joe Pesci. <laughs> Joe Pesci. Although I do like his Christmas album. Well, it's not a Christmas album, but he has an album with a Christmas song on it. Oh, really? Yeah, Vincent LaGuardia Gambino sings for you. He was oh, he was another one of those that tried to like be a singer too. It's his character. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think one of his songs is "That's All the Love I've Got," so shove it up your fucking ass. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm nice. gonna have that played at my funeral. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you better put that in your will. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I th- the best thing about my cousin Vinny, besides Marissa Tomei, because yeah. she really holds her own and she's very funny, is that the judge is played by Herman Munster. Yep. I think that was his last role, too. Probably, because I think the only other one that I can remember him in was Pet Cemetery. Mm. And I'm pretty sure that this is post Pet Cemetery. Uh, my cousin Vinny was his last, yes, his last movie role. Yeah, he did a TV voice after that. Why? Wait, why does it say the Munsters in twenty two thousand and four? Because I think they released the unseen pilot that by then. Oh, okay. The where his what? Where pilot. Lily is played by somebody totally different and isn't Lily. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Oh, and uh, Butch Patrick is not Eddie. No. No, Grandpa's the same, and Herman's the same. I think that's it. Phoebe Munster. Yes. Yeah, that just doesn't have the same ring to it. Yeah. And she's more, and she looks more like Morticia. She's in the black dress. She's got the long, straight hair. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad they went the way they went then. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there you have it. (laughs) And it was in color. Yes. That's weird. Mm Mm-hmm. I think one of the best things about the original Monsters was that it was in black and white. Right. Huh. Okay. All right. You got anything else for this week? Uh, no. No? All right. No. We'll save some for next week. All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. Wear your mask. <laughs> <laughs>